the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show this uh, Tuesday, December 1st, 2020. As we head into our second hour, it's a delight to uh, bring back one of my favorite people serving in Arizona. She is Nancy Bartow, uh, member of the Arizona House and senator-elect to Legislative District 15. Nancy, thank you for joining us today. My pleasure. Thanks for asking. You betcha. You were um, a participant yesterday in the hearing where um, the president's lawyers detailed and outlined, uh, what would you call it, uh, the case of fraud in Arizona? Is that a fair summary of it? Yes, it was uh, kind of billed as an election integrity panel. Okay, okay. And a lot of listeners, and including myself, um, were asking me if, if, if someone like yourself, and you're my favorite, <laughs> could tell us what we learned and where we go from here. And I just wanted to kind of turn it over to you if you, could, if you wouldn't mind sharing, sharing some of that with us. Yes. You know, this is such a scary time right now. I mean, we are really caught between the desire to trust the process and the suspicion that the process has profoundly failed the people of Arizona and disenfranchised thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, of voters. It's a very uncomfortable place for me personally, for a lot of Republicans, uh, for, for a lot of Arizonans uh, to find ourselves. I mean, Republicans traditionally don't want to fight against or question systems that we've been taught to trust all of our lives. Mm-hmm. We want to get back to work, accept the results, and get on with it. But this election, and possibly others before this, uh, this one is is totally different. Um, I am I was very happy that I uh, participated in in that uh, panel yesterday. What, and I, I hope everybody will go to YouTube and watch. The entire thing, from start to finish, because it was fascinating, troubling, and full of information that I think every every Arizonan should should want to know if they weren't already tuned in. Um, this, uh, you know, we were there to learn. We were there to listen. We were there to ask questions. What was the what would what would you say, uh, Senator Elect Bardo? What would you say was the worst thing you heard, or the most egregious? Well, there were. It's hard to put them in uh, in order. Okay, or feel free to to do greatest <laughs> hits if you want. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it, the whole thing was troubling. There were two major, I, I guess, that segments of it, and that is, you know, the question of the system, voting systems themselves, the Dominion systems, or if they go by another name, uh, which some of them do in Arizona, Smartmatic, SGO, they've been bought. Uh, and that they're all software-based systems. And what we learned from uh, cybersecurity experts that were there in the room uh, that went into such detail, uh, I'd be loath to try and explain what they said, 
but um, basically they said they are extremely vulnerable to uh, have uh, to to change votes, not just from one to another, but how the votes are counted through algorithms. Um, one uh, one cybersecurity expert, retired Army Colonel Phil Waldron, talked about how there are possibly 35,000 illegal Democrat votes and how they were embedded into vote totals, or possibly many times more than that. But 35,000 alone would be three times the number needed to change an election in right. Arizona at this right. point. Right. And that they were only detectable through very... Uh, very strategic and, uh, uh, what's the word, uh, complicated algorithms and how those were manipulated. Uh, Dr. Shiva Ayaderai, another another mathematical genius with too many uh, degrees to name, <laughs> um, he went into the mathematical impossibility of how the vote totals could be accurate based on where they, how they were coming in, and uh, when they were counted, and how fractional voting is possible through the way these systems are designed. Now, you know, you tell me if it makes sense that a vote should have a fraction. <laughs> I'm with you. You know, one vote, one person. One win, one generally vote. Generally, oh, yeah, yeah. What uh, what we what we expect. So that's the first one. Is the system. Itself and how vulnerable it is. We were told um, over and over again that they were not uh, internet connected, whereas that just is not the case. I noticed the Arizona Republic this morning said that they weren't internet connected. I guess that would be a matter of of, of great dispute at this point. You know, and and it is. I, I'd love to you know get get the facts on that if they. If they have them, and so that leads us to next steps eventually. Well, yeah, that's right. That's right. It leads oh, so people can watch it on YouTube and see what you saw and and learn what you um, uh, observed yesterday. So, but let let us do talk next steps if you don't mind, uh, Senator Bardo. Um, what are next steps? What can be done? The process yeah. is hardened, isn't it? Well, first, I, I wanted to go over the second. Sure, sure, sure. That really sure. was go ahead. troubling yeah. to. Uh, to all of us, okay. you know, um, and again, the testimony, uh, we listened to um, one after another all day from 9 a.m. to after 7 p.m., and uh, they went into a lot of detail. They were, they were sworn affidavits, most of them, and some of them were specific to uh, the observing the process. And, you know, I started out talking about how we want trust in the process. We volunteer. Um, as a district chairman of a district, I remember asking for just please volunteer to be a sure. poll worker, yeah. a poll observer, a poll watcher. Um, you know, and we and, and this election, man, did we have them coming out of the woodwork. We mm. had so many on both sides. Well, their testimony was it didn't work. Mm-hmm. I mean, one after another was so troubling, where they, the poll observers weren't allowed to observe. They were shooed out of rooms where they were supposed to um, be able to have access to the ballots. The, the chain of custody of the ballots was, was not secure. They'd see um, big 
bins of ballots being taken uh, from one room to another, and no poll observers were allowed to be in those particular rooms. Even the uh, the fact, the expectation that the signatures would be verified on absentee ballots was questioned. They weren't even um, they weren't even looking at them. They were just approving them without checking whether or not they were a match. This kind of testimony was extremely troubling and should trouble all of us. I mean, I remember, uh, as I said, as a district chairman, um, recruiting a lot of these people, and I never heard stories like this come back to the extent that we're hearing them now, and I mean, they're coming out of the woodwork. Can I ask you, can I pause and ask you a question here? We're talking to uh, Senator-elect Nancy Bartow. Nancy, um, if I might. The, the, these these charges, allegations, and and affidavit supported testimony were these cases made in front of judges not yesterday but prior, or can they be, or will they be, or have they been? Well, I I believe they all will be if if they have the opportunity. Um, you know these these people were were really anxious to tell what happened, to tell us what happened. And then, you know, Mayor Giuliani, he uh, he took great pains to asking clarifying questions, and so did all the panel members. We had a lot of questions for all of them to get to the bottom of it and to find out what they really were talking about, whether or not they really, you know, what is it they, that they did, what was the expectation of their job, and why are they standing in front of us saying, gosh, you guys should listen to this. It's not working. People should be concerned. Would, would this so? Is this a you think a, a series of of charges or cases that the that the Trump campaign through Giuliani or whoever else, Jen Ellis, someone else, can bring in the state of Arizona? Do you think you expect these things to be heard, or have they had that chance? Well, I, I'm I'm expecting that there will be more lawsuits okay. filed, okay, um, because our law uh, requires that the election be certified right. before certain lawsuits can be filed, okay. So that's going to happen, okay. and I would imagine all that information will will come out then. So, in some respects, it's not over. It's not over. Okay. Uh, and if it if it were deemed over officially um, by you know uh, by a lot of people, uh, a lot of the legislators that were there, uh, they they would uh, they really would be doing a disservice. I'm. Um, and I and I don't think they are. I think okay. people are more more apt to go the other way after after hearing what we heard yesterday. So we should expect more to be played out in court, hopefully. Yes, and I think in the legislature as well. Talk uh, to me about that, that. What can the legislature do? Yeah, well, the panel itself is going to the panel members are putting together our thoughts in a, a formal document. Okay. Kind of a resolution. Sure. That we will present. Um, and based on that, uh, call for a more formal legislative hearing okay. where this information could be um, could be submitted as evidence and heard by a, another panel of legislators, bipartisan. Does that require a convening fashion. of the legislature or a special session? Well, it could be either. Okay. Um, but uh, you know where where we. We have subpoena power for a special hearing, even without entering a special session. Oh, is that right? Okay. Yes. Okay. So we could do we could do some of that, and really, 
get, uh, you know, start an investigation ourselves. Um, eventually, based on uh, what what evidence that the body would uh, deem the next step after that, uh, we would have to go into a special session to change electors uh, and, and take that next step. Okay. Uh, that requires a supermajority, does it? No, it doesn't. To, to convene a special, uh, special session doesn't? Generally, it does uh, to call ourselves into a special session, but I understand in this circumstance we could call ourselves in under a uh, simple majority. Interesting. All right. Well, will you do me a favor, Senator? Um, keep me posted. Uh, I know we're in touch on a lot of different things, but keep us posted on this because there is obviously more than more than high or keen interest. <laughs> obviously, this is about more than election integrity, isn't it? It's about the very fundamental consent of the governed, isn't it? It is. It is. And I, um, I'm grateful for so many uh, of our citizens really um, engaging in this because people knew that there were problems and I am grateful that we've been looking into them and that we're hearing more about it because there's nothing more important, there's nothing more foundational than having uh, trust and confidence in our election system. We've got to get to the bottom of it. Good. Well, you know how much I respect you, uh, Senator-elect Bardo. Please do stay in touch on this, and I want to, again, in this busy time, thank you for your time. My pleasure. Hopefully we'll Thanks talk enough. before the holiday, but if not, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you so much. You too. Godspeed, Nancy. Thank you. Bye-bye. Welcome back to the Seth Liebson Show, 602-508-0960. There's a lot there, and uh, I actually learned uh, some things I didn't know about uh, the process going forward. My question was kind of about the hearing yesterday, why um, why the legal team was making it in front of a non, uh, for lack of a better word, a non-legal entity and it, it, something that wasn't a court of law. And as uh, Senator-elect Bardo was putting it, it will be um, or it should be and it could be. So that answers a question. I was not understanding why it wasn't being argued in front of a judge. And as as it turns out, it looks like it very well um, is on the way and that this isn't over. OK, this is <laughs> the longest election in history. It's important we get it right. Doug, um, thinking ahead, though, uh, thanks for calling back. You called in the first hour talking about <clears throat> potential uh, third party that might be started by Donald Trump in the event that he is not immediately a second term president uh, and pulls, uh, for lack of a better word, a Grover Cleveland. I don't like that example exactly, but that's that's what people are saying, where you sit out a term who was a Benjamin Harrison in the interim and then Grover Cleveland ran again and, and, and won. But um, it it begs a couple que- it raises a couple questions and feel free to take this any way you want anywhere you want it's it's your suggestion and your call Doug um, but it does require us to kind of put pen to paper and uh, thoughts together as to what Trumpism is what it means and what that organizing principles of that third party could be right. and and yeah. and and if it will be necessary 
I, I, right. I, I don't think we stampede to a third party, right? We don't. We don't. We don't. No. No. Okay. No, Go ahead, and, sir. And, and, and truthfully, as, as hard nosed as I sound, or sometimes a little melancholy, it's only because I hope we don't. Like I said, right? I, uh, no, you don't end I've big been, long things overnight. Yeah. And yeah, I, I've been. The Republican here Party since is Reagan. a big long thing. Yeah. Right. I've been here since Reagan. Yeah. Uh, run against Gerald Ford in '76, and uh, so my hope is just the opposite. Yeah, but and, in order and, and there to are there that, are glimmers, more than glimmers. There are some bright lights. Yeah, of, yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, we we have some really stellar people that are Trumpian in their approach, and they do it with class. But by God, they're tough as nails, and that's what that is. What I think. So what, what I'm thinking we have to do is a we have to take assessment of ourselves. How much? How well have we? If if the theory of sweet talk and nice and dignity and showing up with iron shirts and ties, um, <clears throat> if that's to be said, that's what we need to be successful. By the way, I say that because Jim Jordan never shows up like that. Is is that uh, he shows up with his collar yeah, open, yeah, yeah, like yeah. basically yeah. a real guy? I like that. Um, if that is to be good. Then we have to say we should have a whole legacy of Vic, not staying the law, slowing the loss of liberal advance. We should be able to say that they, because the question is, liberals can advance their cause. Darn well, we should be able to too. We don't have a history of that, so therefore that is why I think Trumpism worked. And my theory on Trumpism is agree or disagree whether it. You know, I think a, a guy, a, a guy who's forty percent conservative, but fights and implements his belief, is a hell of a lot more conservative than a sweet-talking, nice guy who is a hundred percent in agreement with me, but never willing to go up with the dogged, nasty left. Yeah. And so he loses a hundred percent of the time. And he so he has advanced nothing conservatively, mm-hmm. you know. And so I look at that and say that's what Trumpism is. But then we have to look back and say, what is it that caused the Whigs to fall away? Mm-hmm. And one of the things, and because Republicans basically was the third party, mm-hmm. and it caught on so rapidly because of people's passion, the same way people have caught on to Trump the love of standing for principles and doggedly doing it. What killed the Whig Party is they were very sweet-talking, nice people, just the basically the establishment Republicans. What killed them, in my opinion, and you can agree or disagree, was in 1854. Kansas-Nebraska. Kansas-Nebraska. Yeah, right, Kansas-Nebraska, of course, yes. No, what is that? Classic Republican today is right. classic Republican compromise. Right. Not willing to ruffle the no feathers principle. of right. the South. Exactly. The we repeal of the Missouri Compromise things, on the yeah, issue of slavery. Yeah, we want to keep things right. sweet and yep. nice. Yep. And so they they put through an act that basically allowed slavery to continue on to the rest of the states. Mm-hmm. Uh, allow the states to decide if they're going to be slave owning because they don't want to ruffle anybody. So therefore they allow great evil... They put being sweet and nice and keep the establishment was more important than principles. And that's what happens with many people that say they're for the rights of life, or I'm for the Second Amendment, or I'm for free enterprise, but you compromise all of that until it's gone over. So what you're all right, really no, saying I, is, I, I think that's right. And I mean, link uh, query as to whether history doesn't reveal its alternatives, um, but query as to whether you could have even had a Republican Party without a moralist like Lincoln. 
Um, do me this favor. Send me an email or call in with suggestions. What constitutes Trumpism? And is there a big enough Venn diagram that it covers the rest of the Republican Party? It's a great point. Mango, apples, bananas, blueberries, carrots, spinach, zucchini, and so much more. You get it all in a daily dose from Balance of Nature. It's the only product I take. I take it every single day. I have credited my uh, my health with it for over a year now. Uh, tens of thousands of vital nutrients from just a once-a-day dose. And um, they are just doing a great job of keeping available to you their offer of free shipping and 35% off any new preferred order of their fruits and veggies. Improve your energy, your health, boost your immunity. What could be more important this winter? Give them a call at 800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com. Make sure to use discount code BALANCE. Mike's in Scottsdale. Hello, Mike. Hi, Seth. Thank you for taking me call. Of course. Uh, hey, I just had a, a thought this uh, yesterday, um, you know, and, and I'm still holding out for uh, Trump to to win. Uh, I think he can pull this out, but everybody's talking about if he doesn't and Joe Biden uh, gets sworn in, should Trump go to the swearing in? And uh, I, I just I just wonder uh, maybe if he shouldn't go. And the minute that that Joe raises his right hand to get sworn in, Trump could get down on his knees and, and kneel, kind of uh, like the uh, football players. Take a knee? Take a knee? <laughs> take a knee. Yeah. yeah, take a knee. Yeah. This is not something I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's interesting. Um, I don't know. Just yeah, no, I, it's an funny. interesting thought. Uh, boy, I'll tell you, there are... <laughs> I this a little humor here. Someone, I th- who was it? David, uh, one, someone I follow on Twitter. I'm blanking on its name right now, but I don't know him personally who he wrote. Um, so we have a uh, a, uh, a, a a cognition addled president elect who broke his foot playing with his dog. He goes, if you thought 2020 was special, just wait for next year. But the point, the, the, after the laughter, you come to grips with the point um, that normalcy is being redefined. Norms have been redefined and normalcy is being redefined. And the notion of not showing up at the inauguration was set really by Democrats, first with Bush in 2000, but more prominently with Donald Trump in 2016. Mm -hmm. Um, Calls for impeachment before his inauguration. As recently as the last year, Hillary Clinton was saying he was an illegitimate president, and he knows that. Joe Biden agreed with someone who asked if he thought Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. The 2016 election of Donald Trump has been the longest case of alleged fraud in the history of our country. And a lot of Democrats, elected Democrats to federal office and Hillary Clinton and Jimmy Carter, former president Jimmy Carter, said that Donald Trump was illegitimate. 
a lot of them set this precedent of not acknowledging the legitimacy of his uh, election. Now, go ahead. Yeah. I don't call it an alleged fraud. I, I, I call it a, 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 an overtakeover. Okay. And I, I, don't, I don't believe the uh, – and, and I've told you before uh, that, that I think there's three different levels of people uh, in, in, in the uh, office or, or that are – Do it again. Uh, Do the three in, levels. Do the three levels. Well, there's, there's the basic level, which is just people that are sheep that think – that don't they don't know any better, so they think that what what the upper levels are saying are true. Uh-huh. They just kind of go along. Right. Then there's the mid level people who are you know like uh, rhinos and uh-huh. and people that are oh yeah well that's you know that that could be you know they they kind of believe it but then they they know better. And then there's the people like Hillary and the upper level people who who actually know that there is a fraud that they're do they're, they're they are doing fraud and. And 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 they know there's nothing wrong with Donald Trump, and they know that you know they're they're the upper they're per, they're perpetrating they're, they're a lie, and they know it. Yeah, fraud. right. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what's really going yeah. on. Is there's a perpetration fraud. It's not it's not that Donald Trump. You know, they're trying to prove something. Yeah. Uh, uh, so. Well, anyway, that's, that's, yeah, we're we're going to have to rethink a lot of things here, Mike. We're going to have to rethink. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. On how we vote. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Thank you, brother. Sure. Thanks for listening. You bet. God bless. Six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero. Be right back. If you are in the mind of selling or buying a piece of uh, residential property, a house, I want you to call my good friend James Wexler of JMG Real Estate. He is the agent that guarantees to sell your home at market value or pay the difference. And he can also make you an upfront guaranteed offer within a day of you reaching out to him if that is uh, for more convenience uh, for you. The Phoenix Business Journal ranks James the number one selling individual agent in Arizona. Friends that have used James, they think of him as highly as I do. Give James Wexler a call at 480-386-0711 or visit him online at jameswexler.com. That's James Wexler, W-E-X-L-E-R.com. He is the best. Where am I going to next? Stephen Tempe. Hi, Steve. Hi, Seth. How are you, man? Uh, doing good. Doing good. Enjoy your show so far. Thank good, you. Uh, so good far. Good guests. <laughs> Thanks. Pardon me? <laughs> so far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can go south Sorry. anytime. Yes, I'm with you. No. <laughs> no. no, it never does. Anyway, I um I I just I had a couple things I wanted sure. to talk to you about. Just to comment on your on your last caller. Yeah. I, I would have no problem at all if Trump did not show up for the inauguration in any capacity at all. And the reason I say that is you look at you look at how instrumental Biden was in the FBI investigations of Trump from the start and and how his Obama and his administration were we already know instrumental in doing that I would have no problem at all with him saying forget it I'm not I'm not showing up at your inauguration okay okay go ahead you said you had a few things I did um, I more importantly, I wanted to talk to you about 
Last week I called you about William Barr and uh, investigation that he, and, and I, I say investigation uh, in uh, quotation marks, uh, that he and Durham have been working on the last two years. And I made, the, I made a pretty bold statement, too, and you had a guest on. I made a pretty bold statement just saying that uh, my personal opinion is that William Barr is part of the swamp. He's not a... He's not someone that is that is um, going to be instrumental at, at all in in getting us where we need to be as far as getting that office on the right track. I think he's taken a huge step backwards, and I think the comments that he made today that the president commented on uh, is a is an example of that. I think the guy is a he's a he was a Bush appointee previously. He's in the same camp, and I think he's. I think he slow walked a lot of things. I think I think John Durham um, is a is a complete waste. I mean, you see, all we've seen from that guy is his picture with his, you know, intimidating looking, you know, Fu Manchu beard and you know, determined look on his face. We haven't heard one thing from that guy for two years, and then he's all of a sudden uh, bars appointing him again for this investigation moving forward. I think it's a joke. And I think I think William Barr, like I said, I think he's uh, just, you know, I think he's part of the problem that Trump has been working on the last four years of getting rid of. And I think Trump finally realizes that now. And and I know your guest at the time kind of downplayed it and said, oh, well, you know, he's he's concerned about the integrity of the office. He, no, he isn't. He's not. He, you know, he he wants to keep the office the way it is. And he did everything in in his power with this investigation to not reveal anything. And he, and to date he hasn't, I mean, he had the opportunity to indict James Comey. He had him on perjury charges and he elected not to. And when he, and I, I swear, Bill, when I, or Seth, when I, when I heard um, him say that he was not going to, to charge James Comey after the charges were just laid open for him to, you know, where, where he would have had every right to do it. I knew right then the guy was not going to, to you know, I was skeptical, but I was hopeful that he was going to going to build on that, but he didn't. And he shut everything down, basically, and, and that's it. He's not going to do anything. Well, I don't know what... Um what it means going forward. Uh, I, I think we, we look back right now over the last four years and we have to come to grips with a few things, which is it's really hard to change the world in four years or Washington, D.C. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing. The, the, the shame of it was that, as one fr- friend of mine once put it, back in October when things were looking better for Trump's reelection that he said the tragedy is Trump will only have eight years <laughs> and you know second terms are usually not as good as first terms they tend not to be um, historically it doesn't necessarily mean they wouldn't have been in this case but historically they tend not to be I, I worry a little bit I worry a little bit about um, the rapidity with which we um, we turn 
on a few things. William Barr was, was a great attorney general and a hero to a lot of us from the last uh, – up until about six months ago, wasn't he? Uh, we, we, I mean, there were memes about him. We thought he was the best thing in the administration. Um, the encomiums to him were high and far and wide. Um, the Durham thing, I think, is a travesty. Yeah. But I also think if we are going to be fair-minded, we may have to come to grips with the fact that it may not be that the cake was baked. It may not. It may, in fact, be that Durham isn't finding anything criminal. It may be. I mean, I, I don't think we, we can foreclose that that possibility. Well, Seth, Seth, can I interrupt you for a second? If you'll, yeah. Let me just say one more thing, and then sure. you can. Um, when it comes to Barr and Comey, Barr didn't say that he saw evidence and wasn't going to prosecute him. He said he didn't find enough evidence to prosecute him. Okay, I'll, your turn. You and I both know that there was plenty of evidence there, just just on the on the on the on the face of what was in front of us, and, and what what was in front of him as far as James Comey was concerned. He could have, he could have prosecuted him immediately for perjury. He lied in front of a of a congressional committee and, and several times, mm-hmm. and uh, don't think that a that a Democrat AG would have done the exact same thing if the situation was reversed. Don't think they would have immediately brought him up on charges, perjury charges, and 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 indicted him. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, it's it's just it's like Trump said. I mean, you know, he. he um, we have these guys that are just, they're, they're not, they just don't have it within themselves to do the hard work and, and, and get done what needs to be done. Yeah, it's a tough thing when you indict a, a former FBI director. I don't know that it's ever been done, but in this case, it, was, it needed to be done, and it still needs to be done, and he knows it. And I, um, I, I hate to say this, Seth, because I liked... William Barr liked his, I like the fact that he seemed like a, a straight shooter, but I think he's I think he's just as much just a part much as part of the swamp as as um, as uh, the Democrats are. Okay. I okay. think I, I, I'm up against a break. Okay, all right. I, I take your point, Steve. I take it. Let, let me address it when we come back. Welcome back uh, to the Seth Leapson Show. Uh, Steve in uh, Tempe, are you still with us? I am. Good. All right. So I guess the question I have at this late stage of the game, December of 2020, is given the landscape as you see it, that the swamp is all so all-consuming in Washington and that we can make differences here and there, but not evidently in four years enough to... To fix it entirely, what do you do next? You, what is your what what or recommendation? What is your recommendation to others? What how do you handle it? That's what I'm curious about. I mean, if we're going to see the world for what it is, right? Which I think we have an obligation to do. We have to ask ourselves, okay, now what? Now what? Yeah, well, Seth. One thing, you know, you look at what what Barr said today, where he said he didn't see any cause for 
for overturning or, or for in investigating the election further because he didn't see any evidence that there was significant voter fraud that would have caused a, a change in the in the outcome of the election, the election yeah. result right. in the outcome. Correct. Um, do you really believe that that man went into did a did a full blown investigation in in the short time that he had uh, to date? I don't. There's no way that he did. And my guess is he probably didn't, you know, he probably looked at a couple things in, in, in general and uh, is making that decision based on that. When you and I both know, there's, there's already starting to be, be, you know, the evidence is starting to be uncovered in a lot of areas. And we still don't understand those machines. And we still don't understand the fact that that Trump was leading the election. They stopped counting the votes. Uh, everybody went home. And the next morning, this flood of votes came in for Biden. And he won every single one of the states that he was behind by some by as many as, uh, you know, six, seven percentage points. I no th- yeah, I, I don't know if it's it, it, is this fair to say, would you say this is a fair statement? I, I think I'm saying it for the first time it, it, that that the evidence that this election was the opposite of what Barr saw fraud on a large scale should be more accessible to all of us as should be everything you just raised. We don't have good, solid, strong, identifiable answers to what you said about where Biden was winning. And it seems to me we don't have a good we have a lot of we have a we have a lot of different allegations and a lot of different affidavits and a lot of different claims and cases. But there's not one series of strong pieces of evidence on either side. I think there's still a lot of questions. Is that fair? Yes or no? No, no question. Okay. No question. All right. Well, in that condition, I have to hit the break here, buddy. In those conditions, we have a big problem, whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, and there's no getting around it. 